and welcome back to another episode of G'day NBA. We are the home of the triple dribble where there is constant banter and we take ill-advised shots. Before we start today's podcast, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Boxed Out Breaks. Boxed Out Breaks is a reputable card-breaking company here in Australia. Run and owned by a Celtics diehard, Aiden Breaks Monday to Fridays nightly at a very reasonable price. Card breaking is an affordable way of collecting basketball cards with the chance of hitting rookie autos, veteran autos, game-worn jersey patch cards and many more cool inserts. Be sure to check them out on Facebook and don't forget to box out. All right, on with the show. Today I'm joined by another Lakers tragic, Mitch Beardy Baird. How you been, dude? G'day NBA fans and uh, hey Paddy and warm welcome to everyone except Jim Bennis. <laughs> we will hear from Jimbo I think next week. He keeps using soccer as an excuse but he reckons next week will be his week to shine on the mic which it will be nice to have a Celtics point of view. I had Sean on last week to talk all things uh, Lakers or just talk more about the preseason but um. Do you make much of the preseason? Do you watch much of the summer league? Or Mate, you been paying attention to the trades? Yeah, look, I, I I paid attention to a lot of the trades and um, some of the contracts going around. I didn't get to watch as much summer league as I would have hoped. A little bit of the Lakers, of course. It should be an interesting year. A lot of a uh, lot of movement in the trade market and some good rookies out there as well. Yeah, plenty of good rookies. It was, it was good to see Wembenyanima um, take the floor. Big hype on him. But yeah, your boy's the Lakers, Max Christie. He had a pretty impressive uh, summer league. Yeah, I, d- I don't know what it is, dude. The scouting department at the Lakers just seems to be red hot. Um, you know, getting value out of these guys in the in the second round. And, you know, you just look back over the last 10 years, the guys that they've taken and where they are, a lot of them are starters in the... NBA now, so yeah. I, I, when I was watching him last year, obviously he was he was pretty phenomenal in the limited minutes. Um, but he looks like he's ready to take that jump this year and be a impactful role player. Most definitely. And thoughts on Austin Reeves? I think it's one of the best contracts in the league. The fact it's sorry if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure it's a four year, fifty six million dollar deal. It is. It is. Um, you know, like. AR as the they refer to him, uh, mate. He's he's been huge for us. He just he uh, he loves the moment. He's cool under pressure. He obviously looks like an accountant, um, <laughs> but yeah, he he analyzes the game really well. High IQ, and dude, I just love his story as well. Uh, you know, obviously he he got offered to be drafted by Detroit, I think, and he turned that down so he could bet on himself and join the Lakers on a two-way and it's paid, you know, huge dividends um, for him and he was an integral part of our playoff run last year. Most definitely. He's definitely the the third guy and he did show when either LeBron or AD was sitting down that he could well and truly take over the game. Yeah, 100%. I, you know, I think, I think Vogel, when he was there, started to give him the ball in his hands a little bit and you saw glimpses of it but you know now those veterans on the on the team you know trust him with the ball in hand you know he he knows how to get to the free throw line and yeah he knows where the ball needs to go so he can he can pass he can shoot read the game and I think that's why everyone enjoys playing with him yeah most definitely and I was speaking to Sean O last week on the podcast about your signings for this season, the pickup of Gabe Vincent, very handy pickup, mate. Huge and interesting enough, he's a he uh, went to college at Santa Barbara where my wife went. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So he's, uh, yeah, he he's from 
yeah, Santa Barbara and, you know, I think closer to home now for him. But, you know, another second round guy, I think most of the Heat guys are <laughs> second round picks, aren't they? Second round or undrafted. Yeah. So, yeah. Look, I was surprised that he left, but, you know, I think, I think Palinka's doing work he seems to be every interview I've seen about guys joining the Lakers is the you know they were contacted immediately felt wanted um had a specific role that they wanted to to fill with the Lakers and they jumped on it so yeah there's some good work being done there but I'm excited mate he's he's not scared at the moment he can he can defend um you saw throughout the playoffs when he had to turn it on he put up points great three-point shooter strong playoff run with Miami last year. So I think he brings a lot to our team. Yeah, most definitely. He's definitely an unselfish player, which is what uh, LeBron and AD both need. All right, we'll, uh, we'll move on and we will talk about the week that was. Although it is the off-season, let's take a look at a few things uh, that happened this week. Starting off on Monday, we'll look at the Australian boys, the Aussie Boomers. Uh, they went into camp ahead of the FIBA World Champs. Yeah, so they're, they're based out of Cairns. Uh, the boys, they look well and truly settled in. I think it's they've got the best team chemistry in terms of the teams competing in the FIBA World Champs. What are your thoughts on that? Mate, yeah, I, I think so. I, I think they're on, they're on the up. And, you know, I was watching NBA Today the other morning and Mikael Bridges and Torres Halliburton were on there. We were actually talking about the Aussie team and... Uh, you know, how people need to be uh, wary of them because they've got a lot of talented guys and they love playing for their country and they do have that chemistry. So, yeah, I think it's known by a lot of people out there that that's the case. Yeah, most definitely. And what a lot of people are forgetting, you know, that bronze medal that we did win in the Tokyo Olympics was our first medal, the bronze medal. Dyson Daniels and Josh Giddy weren't in that team. Yep. Two, two big names and we're not up against the USA that uh, took place there in Durant, Tatum, Lillard, those sort of caliber players. So, yeah, the the Americans are at $2.15 to take it out, followed by Canada at $5.50 and then us Aussies at $9. We're the only ones, uh, the three teams in the si- single figures. I don't know, we do have a pretty easy draw. Outside of Germany, we've got Finland and Japan as well. I'll tell you what, that's pretty interesting because I was reading something yesterday that in the couple of scrimmages that the USA team had with the USA select team um, that they lost both games that they they played against each other, the top team versus the select team. The select team just had obviously other NBA players in there that they were just on the cusp of making the squad. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Hey, look, you might not, might not read into that, but for all you punters out there, they're... There might be a um, a value bet against to bet against the US if if that's um, if that's true. Yeah, well, most definitely that Canadian lineups headlined by SGA. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think I think Canada is sort of in a similar place to the Aussies. It's it's um it's weird how that works. You know, you get you you change the culture there. You you start to win a few games. You know, become more noticed on the the world stage, and then you know all the guys want to come back and play. For, for their country, which is what it's all about. You know, a, a lot of guys talk about winning NBA championships and going to win gold at the Olympics like a lot of the USA guys. And they say, you know, there's nothing better winning a medal for your country. And, you know, the Australian guys said that last year. And Canada 
uh, all the guys are available there wanting to play, making themselves available. So, look, I think it's good just for international basketball in general to see the best of the best go at it. Most definitely. And the game is definitely growing in here. I was reading an article the other day. Obviously, soccer is still number one in this country, followed by basketball. Kids between the ages of 6 to 13 years old that are playing sport mm. are playing basketball. Yeah, and I... I I, look, I can't quote exactly what the stat was, but I'd seen that basketball was up there as the fastest growing sport yeah. in Australia, and that's you know that that's what happens exactly with the with the soccer when we made the world World Cup when Aloisi scored that goal and sent us into the World Cup. You know, every kid wanted to play soccer. Yeah, you know, so now we're we're starting to get that momentum on the international stage with basketball, and kids want to. Want to grow up and be Josh Giddies and stuff? No, no Ben Simmons, but um, yeah, um, yeah, we won't go into that. That's another time. That's, to talk about that's that. another time. Look, I do, I do wish Ben all the best for this season, but yeah, I don't know. Mm. Need to start being a teammate more than anything else. Hundred percent. Get in the gym, Ben, if you hear us. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on. Tuesday, the first of August. On this day in 2020, we've seen Bubble TJ Warren score 50 points for the Suns against 76ers. I don't think he's done anything since, anything before or anything after. But yeah, I don't know if you can remember or not, but Bubble Warren was different. Yeah, I do vaguely remember remember that, but I don't know. Like I, I don't know. I feel like there's there's a lot of players out there where you see this that you you know you see them score a ton of points and then then they go somewhere else and they're parked on the bench and I don't know I think when it comes in to the NBA when you've got so many good players that being in the right environment to to do really well is in is important I mean you know you're a Celtics fan look at the numbers that IT was putting up Great. in Boston you know loved in Boston and then he obviously did have a hip injury, but when he's even been back to full health, you've never seen anything like that. Whether defense has become more prominent, he's a small type of guy, but like those numbers he was putting up were ridiculous. And TJ Warren, he seemed like a pretty important role player, but yeah, maybe it's just the environment, or who knows. More currently, too, Cameron Thomas that was playing for the Nets uh, around the trade period where Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving got moved on. Yeah, the former Cal Bridges and Cameron Johnson. So Cam Thomas actually, yeah, he was getting solid game time, like thirty minutes a game, and he mm. was putting up forty plus points. Same scenario. It must be obviously just defensively, or defensively <laughs> orientated, where where he's not getting picked. Yeah, like I thought that was a weird one with Cam Thomas. Backs against the wall. Nets not really doing anything. You got a guy that obviously could score some points. You know, I I, I saw a couple of things where. His attitude seemed pretty poor about not playing. Might have hurt him, but look, some of the comments he made, he wasn't wrong. But when you've got you know guys like Durant and Kyrie, yeah, I I don't know. I I just think that team lacked leadership all over the place. And in my honest opinion, that's why I think Durant and Kyrie have not been successful since they've left LeBron, Golden State, um, because surrounded by leaders and they could thrive where that's not their strong suit. Great players, but just because you're a great player doesn't make you a great leader. And I, I just think that had a lot to do with Cam Thomas not being able to play. While we're on it, uh, Kevin Durant, I just want to quickly talk about the Suns and why I picked them as my most disappointing team prediction for this upcoming year. And it's the same reason 
just because they do have those great players, I don't see a leader within the Phoenix Suns. Mm. 100%. And look, and I was surprised by the Vogel um, selection. I think they only picked Vogel because they're like, oh, our team can put up points and he's a defensive-minded coach. But I don't think he has the personnel to be able to implement his his system. That's what he struggled with at LA when after a year of winning the chip, the next year we broke the whole team up. And then he was given players to try to make them good defensive players, which they which they weren't, and he struggled. And then he got, you know, let go. And I think, you know, he also struggled with I don't think he's a player management type of guy. He's just a good X's and O's, talented defensive schemes and and that kind of stuff. So, look, I think he's going to have a hard time with the Suns because of that. I don't see it lasting. But, look, anyone that watches the NBA, Pat, knows that if you're serious about winning, you need to be good defensively, especially in the playoffs. Now, yeah, you may arguably have got two of the most gifted scorers ever in the NBA, and you've traded away your two best defenders in, um, who was it, Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson. Right, Mikhail Bridges literally marked the best player on the other team every game. And then you've traded them away for, for scoring, but I don't necessarily think scoring was your problem. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting um, to see all that, how all that goes. Yeah, and speaking of Mikhail Bridges, if it wasn't for Marcus Smart two years ago getting Defensive Player of the Year, it was it was going to Mikhail Bridges, in my opinion. 100%. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, so moving on, just a quick one. On Wednesday, the new Celtics man, Kristaps Porzingis, turned 28, so shout out to him. Happy birthday, the Latvian warrior. The unicorn. The unicorn, yeah. I don't know. I just want to say a nice, healthy year from him this year. Last year was his best year in terms of staying on the court healthy. Yeah. Dude, how do, you, how do you see this playing out? My concern, I spoke with Sean about it the other day. My main concern is in the starting lineup will be Kristaps Porzingis and I dare say Robert Williams alongside him. They're two dudes that have struggled their whole career to stay on the court. That's my, that's my concern. I'm okay. Yes, smart going, that locker room guy. I don't know who is going to take control of the locker room. I mm. don't think it is one of the Jays. Mm. But who do they listen to? Where they did always respect Smart because he did get there prior to them in Boston. Mm. Look, I, I am interested to see how this year goes. I'm not disappointed. I'm not ups, like upset. Something did have to happen. I just don't know if this was the right move. Yeah, I agree. Dude, I, I don't think your front court was the problem. I mean, Al Horford did his thing. Robert Williams, you know, did his thing. Obviously offensively, you know, not as gifted as some of the other big men in the league with jumpers and that, but they did their roles. Like, yeah, Al Horford stretched the floor, defended really well. Um, one of his best seasons I've seen for a, for a while. I thought he was on the way out, to tell you the truth, but he's, he's found the fountain of youth and he's back. And, uh, you know, Robert Williams was a great pick-and-roll guy for, for you. And... I just I think the problem was the inconsistencies with Tatum and and Brown. Uh, you know, obviously that probably came with coaching, but you just didn't know what player you were going to get up. Like, rarely did they ever turn up on the same day playing well. And yeah, I think that's where the the struggles lied. And you went away from what you were really good at. So going on from that, I was really surprised by the Brown 
extension, I thought one of them had to go to be able to, to build your team out a little bit more strategic because I think, you know, you've been doing the same thing for the last few years with that team, even though you've been close. And I'm not saying you you should tear the, the house down, but does Chris Stapps change that? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be inter- interesting. But, yeah, look, I, there's no doubt Boston are a, a good defensive team, but also, you know, is it a thing with the Suns where you trade away your best defender, your heart and soul of the team? Yeah, I honestly thought Jalen Brown was going to be leaving this season. Whether he was put up on the trade table and the packaging around it just never worked out. You just you do never know about those things. But yeah, I guess we're just gonna to have to, to ride it out. Yeah, and I and I think look, it's gonna happen one or two ways, dude, is that great players, but are they good leaders? They're gonna be the leaders now. Marcus Smart's gone where I think he probably kept a lot of that in check. So I think this is going to be the defining season. But that the commitment that you guys are given, those two guys, if it doesn't work out this, this year, then where do you go for go to from there, you know? That's why I thought Brown, Brown was going to get traded because we had two really good opportunities at the mm. championship. I think the one against the Warriors was more of a learning curve mm. than putting Missoula in as head coach. Mm. Did that change much? Apparently his, his assistant coaching staff wasn't mm. up to scratch. Yeah, They've given him another opportunity this year, which which is great. Mm. It doesn't work though. Yeah, I wouldn't mind saying, like getting it blown up. Mm. Well, you know, I've heard a lot of comparisons. Um, Missoula is very similar to Brad Stevens and that's why he likes him so much. And you need the Brad Stevens coaches of the world that can bring a team so far. But it's almost like this is why... Emay was probably good for you guys. He seemed a little bit of a um, take control, tell it how it is, a lot of accountability, um, where Missoula and Brad Steve, they're X's and O's guys. You know what I mean? They're not exactly people managers. Yeah, Missoula, um, not Missoula, Adoka definitely had control of that locker room. Mm. Seemed like he kept everyone in check. Yeah. Just couldn't keep his uh, old fella in his pants. Which yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Which yeah. led to him getting fired. Yeah, he didn't. Mate, you probably have to retract that question because I don't think he had control of the locker room. No, true. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> All right, on yeah. Thursday, nothing much happened, so we'll move on to Friday and something that we thought we'd never see, Gobert making his first three. Yeah, boy. Talk, talk <laughs> me through it. Oh, bro, it's, it was pretty funny. He compared it to losing his virginity. Well, yeah, I don't know what that's like in... Um, in France, but that's a wild comment. It's very out there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I saw an interview with Ant Edwards, um, his Minnesota teammate, and they asked him about it and he um he goes, Gobert's my guy, but he's crazy. Yeah, so that was um that was pretty funny. One of the most probably fucked up contracts I think I've seen, or that trade last year. Four first round picks? Yeah, something like that. Far out. Yeah, I'd yeah, this is another thing that is Mini ever going to go anywhere with that? Town says he's it. Everyone thinks he's not it. Ant's good. Gobert, I don't, I don't even know what he, what he's doing out there. Sometimes I think he's only good at pick and roll and defending, but he wants to open up his arsenal, the little jump hooks and that. But all I see is air balls, and I think it just <laughs> frustrates the. <laughs> The hell out of any everyone, but yeah, I uh, mate, I thought it was yeah, I thought it was a wild trade. I saw do giving up that much for for him um, when you already had Cat, but 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's teams out there that are going to need the double big man approach, but putting all that money into two big guys when it comes playoff times, nearly all the teams make you go small and only play one big. You know, let's let's talk about it. Cat and Gobert and they're they're playing the Warriors and Draymond's at the five. Yeah. You know, they will get killed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's a lot of teams talk about when they're trading people and signing in free agency, they're not worried about the season. They're signing them for the playoffs and who you're going to match up against. 100%. You know, it's just matchups because... You know, as long as you get into to the playoffs, it's got to be win one out of seven, you know. And, like, everyone talks about the Suns. And, yeah, the Suns are, are red hot. But they're going to put up 140 points a game to win if they can't defend. And they're not going to do that for four games. They're not doing that in four games. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, yeah, I think and maybe it's those smaller markets, dude, that are just like it's a business, it's a billion-dollar business, we're just going to make – make it look like we're doing something. But to me, a lot of them don't make basketball sense. Well, I don't think they made any moves. The offseason just gone. The Wolves. Nazareed, actually, you picked up Nazareed. The Lakers picked up Nazareed. No, no, Tyron Prince. Yes, that's, that's right. We got. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a amazing pickup, just quietly. Yeah. 44% from three. For nothing, though. Yeah. yeah. Win three and D. Yeah. Um, just on that, Nazareed was phenomenal for them this year. He was really good off the off the bench. Yeah, I I think they might be forced to play him, play him a bit more, which is going to upset yeah Cat and Gobert. But he's not only can he shoot threes and good in pick and roll, dude. He just he just works hard, you know. So the other one too is Kyle Slomo Anderson, who ended up playing really good at the back end of last season. Even though the Wolves weren't doing much, he was putting up triple doubles. He they got him for nothing from Memphis. They picked him up from Memphis and they got him for next to nothing also. Mm. Yeah, he's like, he's one of those players, isn't he? You just you just go, oh, this guy's not that good. And then you look at the box score and the impact, he's like, well, that's wrong because he's, he's obviously doing something. He's but doing he just, something out there. Yeah, he just, I don't know, he just sort of goes under the radar a little bit. But, yeah, that is a that is a big, big pickup. Do you see he's playing for China in the FIBA World Champs? No. Yeah, playing for China. I yeah, really? I, I think his dad yeah might be Chinese, but yeah, you right. have a look at the bloke and you wouldn't pick it. Yeah, right. There you go. Might have to take this out so I don't get cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'll look into that one. <laughs> All right, moving on to Saturday. Uh, yesterday, for you listeners, this will be dropping Monday. But yeah, Saturday, which is yesterday for us, the AD extension, the man that is getting the most coin in the NBA, a three-year, $186 million deal. Let's yeah, talk, d- let's talk through it, dude. Yeah, that's big money. What are your thoughts? I want to hear your thoughts first. I'm going to run these ones, and I'm going to mm-hmm. align it with the Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. Firstly, AD, look, if he he's a top five player, shout out to you, Jimbo. You you're really <laughs> going to enjoy that comment. <laughs> he's a top five player when healthy. How many games do they get out of him this upcoming season? And does he make it or NBA team again? So where I'm going with it is that is a lot of money for a dude that potentially could play half the season and not making an all-NBA team. And simply, they got they got shut down against the Nuggets last year. I, I don't know if it was just exhaustion from the amount of games they had to win leading into the play-in and then into the playoffs. Mm. Where the Nuggets were well-rested and they just ran out of gas or if that's just where he's at in his career. Dude, 
I um look when it comes to this kind of money, do I think that he got a lot? Yeah, hundred percent. Do I think it's a huge contract for you know for his durability? Yeah, I do. But at the end of the day, I don't see any team out there in the NBA that ain't giving him that contract because it's one of those things that you weigh up. When he's on, he's he's the best, and when he's not, um, and when he's not available, then you know it's it's hard because he's a big part of that that team. So I think it's one of those things that you you go, okay, he's not durable, and we get rid of him. Who do you get in to replace him? And then what happens when he plays for another team and he's kicking your ass like what he was doing with the Pels? Um, but look, I I think when it comes to AD, he gets scrutinised heavily about his you know his durability, his playing time. He had some significant injuries, probably rushed back a little bit on on some of those because we're under pressure to get him back. But I did see some stats the other day that I'm throwing it out there to everyone, but. Why isn't the same energy out there for the likes of Paul George and Kawhi? Great point. You know, I, point. I, I mean, as much as some of those Celtics fans say that it's a fake chip, the bubble chip, that can be another conversation later. But which it is, yeah. But <laughs> we won the won the chip there. We've been consistent in the playoffs. Yeah, every time AD's out, everyone wants to get on social media and talk shows and just absolutely bag him out. But what about Paul George and Kawhi? The Clippers have literally done nothing except beat the Lakers in in-season games. It, when we talk about the biggest disappointments of teams, like this year, last year, previous year, have they not been the most underperforming team in the league based on talent? Yeah, hundred percent. And I just, I, I just find it find it wild that you know, yeah. Look, we can say anything about about AD, and people say that he's soft and everything like that but man some of these games that these guys are taking taking off like I don't think there was any game that AD if he could play didn't play like he was obviously hobbled but yeah I, I, I don't get that yeah what's your thoughts on that or am I just being a biased Lakers fan over it no I, I think you've been I think you've been pretty fair with it and what do I want to touch on? And it's going to kill me. I can't think of who they played in the first round. The Clippers of the playoffs just gone. But everything was on Westbrook because Paul George and Kawhi were sitting out. Paul George. Was it the Suns? Yes, it was. Yeah, it was the Suns. Yeah. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Westbrook had to take control of that team, which he only got there a couple months months before uh, in that trade deadline period. So, yeah, that's probably not a that's not a bad shout in terms of being heavily scrutinised AD. Okay, is it deserved? Yes, no. You User at home can be the judge of that. But, yeah, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George definitely fly under the radar in terms of dis- disappointment or they don't get scru- scrutinised. Mm. And my opinion of it is because the Lakers as a franchise, where, where they're at in comparison on the market, the franchise market, mm. in terms of the Clippers. It's a Lakers mm. town here. You hear everybody say LA like it's, mm. it's home of the Lakers. It's not home of the Clippers. Is that why do you you reckon they get scrutinised yeah. more than the Clips? Yeah, where the Clips just can fly under the radar a little bit more. Mm. I just thought that was always odd. But as I said, man, yeah, it was. You have to let him go. Anyone, anyone else was going to pay him that, and it's you know it's the same with with you guys and Brown. Like when you made the decision to keep him, you you knew you had to had to pay him. Pay, so pay or trade. 
That's exactly right. So, yeah, it's a big contract. Locks him in. It actually locks him in to be to have more years at the Lakers than he did with the Pels. I think that um, I seen something about that the other day. So, how old is he now? Thirty. Yeah, early thirties, thirty. Yeah, that yeah, seems okay. about right about that thirty mark. So he's still got a little bit, little bit of time left. Yeah, hundred percent. And yeah, dude, like I, I think last year he showed he's back to his his best. He is. He is phenomenal. I think there still needs to be, oh, and I think this was a problem with his injuries, dude. He, you know that that year that we that we won had Dwight Javale next to him, taking a lot of the you know the heavy lifting at the at the five. He was a lot more lighter. He could roam. You know, he's blocking everywhere. He's he was knocking down threes at a clip, um, and his jumper was highest percentage of his career, I think. And uh, then it was like, no, we're getting rid of these guys the following year and you're playing more five. So he bulked up, then he got injured, but then he doesn't move like he used to. And then it's like the following year, then he dropped kegs and then we're going to get, I think we got Dwight back. And then he got injured again. And I'm just like, oh, oh, yeah, it goes back to those few years ago, dude. I'm like, why, why break up something that's working? You know what I mean? Like it just, you know, when we traded everyone to the whiz, yeah, it, that was wild, and I think that's been a been a problem for him. But hopefully, this year we get a full off season, you know, under our belt with all those new guys that were integral part of our run last year. And um, yeah, I think we'll be better off for it. And you add in Gabe Vincent and Prince, like I think we've got a well rounded team. Max Christie coming up, AR, like how he finished off last season. Yeah, D'Angelo showed glimpses of what he what he can do. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited for the year actually. It's a much deeper roster mm. than, and, than the year just gone. Sorry, not yep. the year gone, the year before that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, news that dropped this morning. Haven't read too much in it, but Ricky Rubio puts a hold on his NBA career due to mental health. Wasn't clear why, but he's come out and said he hopes people can respect his decision and give him his some give him and his family some privacy. Last year, Rubio had a good length out. He tore his ACL and his knees. Had a horrid run of injuries. Mm. Decent play, man. Like, yeah, he played well for the Cavs at the back end of last year when he did come back. Mm. And yeah, he's been a bit of a journeyman. Mm. But um, yeah, what'd you make of that, dude? I um, yeah, I think before he did his ACL, he was playing some really, really good, good basketball. He, his jumper and his three point had come a long way, which he struggled, struggled with, and he became pretty easy to defend for teams. But once he developed that. Um, you know, a bit more maturity to as he was getting older. He was, um, yeah, he was, you know, a really good veteran for for a team. Yeah, ACL, you know, like when you feel like you're, you know, we're, we're in his shoes at the moment, but you feel like you're, you're reaching the top of your game, you're playing well, you found a new home, you're winning ACL. You got to try to, yeah, you got to try to pick up, pick yourself up off the canvas at an older age. Yeah, it's hard to get back. You've lost all your momentum. Other guys have had another year under their belt. They've had more exposure. Then you're at the back of the queue again because it, it takes a while to get to the front of the queue. You just wait for your opportunity. So maybe that was hard for him coming back from that. So he said he said that, but I, I think a lot of not only NBA players but a lot of sports people you know struggle with that because it, it's, it's hard when you're just sitting at home doing nothing. Um, you know, when you're at the top of your game the week before. Yeah, yeah. And that's where 
you can you can be one of the world's best players. You can have all the skill sets in the world, but if you don't have that mental toughness, a lot of players, you, yeah, they just don't bounce back. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, sometimes they get put on these pedestals. You know, they're these elite sportsmen. But at the end of the day, when you when you meet elite sportsmen, that they're humans. At the end of the day, you know what I mean. They go through the same ups and downs as as we do. They've got kids. They don't have much sleep, all that, all that other stuff yeah. as well thrown into that and the pressure of being on that stage can, can weigh on you, I think. Yeah, most definitely. And I guess one of the positive things about social media, there is a lot of negatives, but one of the positives is that he, come, he can come out and say why he's stepping away from the game. Yeah. Where otherwise media can make of it what they will and people will make a judgment purely yeah. just off what they read. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. I mean, I think, I think a lot of that needs to be attributed to uh, K-Love coming out when he did about his struggles. He was probably that player that came out and said that, yeah, I've been struggling for years and this is where we're at. And he got a lot of a lot of support and out of that. And then a lot of other people started talking about it and opening up about it. And, and look at K-Love got that monkey off his back and then he got traded from the Cavs and he was a big part of the Heat's run last year yeah. where everyone thought he was... Probably going to be out of the league sometime this year. A lot of people will probably thought he'd just be the new uh, Adonis Haslam. Yeah. Which in some ways he is, but he, he's a locker room guy and it's it mm. shown at Cleveland. Mm. And I've listened to Gabe Vincent on the Old Man and the Three pod mm. and he talks about the role that Kevin Love did play and mm. he's part of the reason why they did turn it around. I don't know if you can remember, but the Miami Heat only just beat the Bulls in that playoff tournament. Yeah. It all started from there. Mm-hmm. And they went on to beat the one seed, the Bucks, mm-hmm. quite convincingly. Yep. Yeah. All right. Cost a coach's job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tough old tough old life out there being a, quite being sad. a coach, isn't it? There was a very hard week for Budenhauser. Um, he lost his brother in the same week too. In really? A, yeah, in a car crash. Shit. Yeah. Tough tough week. Fired for, yeah. Far out. Those two things. But um, all right, we're just going to take a quick break and then we will be back to talk about predicting the future. All right, welcome back. Quick piss break. We are predicting the future. So we'll look at rookie of the years, defensive player of the years, coach of the years, most improved, and MVP. So we'll give two two players, uh, like a best bet and a best value bet. Also, please, if you are having a punt, to gamble responsibly. So we'll start off with rookie of the year, which for listeners at home, it does actually include Chet Holmgren as well as he is... Um, he had all of last season off due to injury, so he is included. Bertie, I'd like to start off. Can you give us your rookie of the year, a best bet, and a value bet? Well, bro, as I said to you on on the drive over here, I was thinking about Chet Holgram. Yeah, I forgot he didn't play last year, but look, you know, having a a full year of recovery and then training under your belt in the NBA environment and then coming out as a rookie. Look, I I think there's a good chance he, he could be rookie of the year, but I really do like Scoot Henderson. Uh, I think he was a big pick for the Blazers. I think he was that big of a pick for the Blazers. It pretty much showed, you know, to me that I think if Dame's out the door, like even regardless, like we want this guy, and I think it was the line was put in the sand that we're taking this guy regardless of what you're doing because he's such a good player. He can be that guy. And 100%. Yeah. And I know um, from what I read, there was 
a lot of people that were pushing for the Spurs to draft him. But you know what I mean? You could imagine what it would have been like in San Antonio if they didn't pick Victor. But um, yeah, that was the that was the talk there. But yeah, I think he's going to be really, really good and had a strong summer league showing when he did play. The other ones, the Thompson brothers, I think they're both very, very talented. Will they have the rookie blues? But, yeah, they might take a couple of years to get going with their respective teams. But, yeah, I think they're both going to be really good. And uh, Dark Horse is uh, Grady Dick from the Raptors. Yeah, he could be up there as well. I think he'll get a lot of opportunity to play in in the Raptors. So, yeah, he's he's my Dark Horse there. And uh, my best bet, that was general best bet for the... For, for the season, for rookie of the year, yeah. For rookie of the year, yeah. I think, I think if Chet's if Chet's available, has to be rookie of the year. Yeah, I, I don't mind that shout. Also, I I'm in the same boat. I've overlooked Victor Wembanyama, mm-hmm. mainly because he's come from the French, the European leagues, where the season was fifty odd games. Yeah, coming to an eighty two game season, being that big, I think he will sit a lot of back to backs. Mm-hmm. You know, imagine having a back to back road trip where. One night you had the Nuggets and mm. you're, you're up against Jokic yep. and then you're expected to back up against the Lakers or yep. something, something like that where you got yep. AD. Yep. You have a look at his frame. It simply can't handle it. So I, I will be looking at also Scoot Henderson. I've mm-hmm. got him at number one. Mm-hmm. Dame will be getting moved on. It's mm. not a matter of if but when, yep. when it will happen. I think it will happen before the season. Mm. Although Summer League isn't a great reference point, outside of college it is the only reference point that we can mm. go off and I think in the one game that he did have, he's proven mm. that he can be that guy. Portland will be in a rebuilding phase. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think they will look to rebuild around him in a, in a breakout year. The only reason why I didn't look at Chet as highly is because they do have a lot of talent at OKC, mm. which might make it harder for him to stand out. Mm-hmm. They do have Giddy, they've got SGA, and they've also got uh, J-Dub, Jalen Williams. Mm. So yeah, my I will go with Scoot Henderson. And then my value bet was what we're talking about just before off air in Cam Whitmore, what he did yeah. show. Um, yeah. Yeah. Shows that he can score the ball and he's got a great opportunity in Houston. Although mm. he probably will be coming off the bench, I think he may coaching there. If Whitmore is proving himself, there's no reason why Udoka won't push him into the starting lineup. Yeah, I think he's got that sort of attitude, Udoka. Like he doesn't care about making those sort of moves. So mm. he's value. So we'll just quickly go over those odds. Scoot Henderson on the tab is at $4 to take it out. Chet Holmgren is at 40, uh, 40s. Jeez, that'd be Gee, nice. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> take out the mortgage. Let's yeah, go. let's go. House on. Um, $4.25 there. And then our two values are both at 41s. Ooh, yeah. There we go. There's some juice. There's yeah. definitely some juice. There you go. Some good each way odds there. Most definitely. So. Uh, on Victor, dude, what are you? what's your thoughts on him? What kind of career do you reckon that he could he could have? What's his... What's his ceiling, or is are we going to be looking at a, you know, a Joel Embiid first five in five years in the NBA, or another Greg Oden where he's he's one broken he's foot a, away from being a bust, retiring? Yeah. yeah, it all comes down to that body. Yeah, he's a big frame. He does have a little bit of filling out to do. I sorry, he's got a lot of filling out to do. I just don't know how much he will be able to fill out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just just because you are a generational freak talent and. You are the size that you are, seven foot five or whatever it is, something ridiculous. Doesn't mean that you that you're going to be healthy. Yeah, and your career can be in jeopardy if you if you can't uh, if you don't have good injury management. Mm. So it really comes down to him being professional, which I think he is. He's at the right system under Pop. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. 
Yeah. What do you think? Uh, look, dude, I can he? Is he another Chris Stapps type player? Can he? I don't know, dude. To me, look, he does. He does show some flashes of Dirk and. Tim Duncan, you know what I mean, but it's just getting his body right. What, how much weight can he can he hold and be effective, yeah. and those those kind of things. But it's important to get that right in these early years. You know, I, I hope he I hope he does. But you know, there's a lot of lot of pressure on him as well. So number one pick, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Most definitely. All right, moving on, we'll look at our coach of the year. So last year it was. The Sacramento Kings coach, I believe, that got it. Yep. Um, what's his name? Mike Brown. That's it. Apologies on the yep. on the pause there. Sorry, Mikey. <laughs> Shout out to you. He's yeah. a, he is a listener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I um, did see that on his Insta. <laughs> All right. So who have you got uh, coach of the year? Give us, yeah, again, your best and someone that's maybe at a bit of value. Dude, I, look, I... I really like Ime at uh, at Houston. I think he is the right type of coach for that team. I think he's going to bring the best out of them. I can see sort of a similar rise with them to OKC over the last couple of years. Yeah, that someone needs to take control over there because it's it's an absolute shit show. Look, I don't. I don't know if, you know, their pickups in the offseason with Dylan Brooks and Van Fleet are going to make them they're going to make any any noise um but hopefully they can be a bit of a veteran presence for uh those those young guys but yeah I think he can instill a culture there to really get them on the improve I, yeah I think they'll be big improvers so yeah he would be my coach of the year if he can get that to work or just cut off the fat and move on and I also think Mark Dagnalt from um, OKC, you know, what he's done with them over the last couple of years has been extraordinary. I think they will be much better for that little taste in the playoffs this year. And, yeah, I think he could be close to the coach of the year this year. So, yeah, I was. it's always around, for me, the coach of the year, it's always, the, you know, the most improved team or someone that hardly, hardly loses. So, but and Mike Brown did really well. I was, I was surprised... Mike Malone didn't get it, tell you the truth. What he's done over there, just in not just this year, but previous years. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they'd be my two, mate. How about you? What do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to kick it off with um, my value bet, and that is in the Indiana Pacers coach, Rick Carlisle. Yep. I think they've signed really well around Halliburton and Miles Turner. Love seeing Miles Turner, you know, stick it out. He could have moved on last season to the Lakers. There was a lot of talk around that. So the fact they've got Bruce Brown, now a championship player, I think that's a great pickup. And they picked up Obi Toppin too, who fell out of favour in um, Tom Thibodeau's uh, rotation there. So Mm. I see them being a playoff team this year, Mm -hmm. which from last year, I think they fell down to about 13th. So if they go from that 13th mark up Mm. to, say, 7th or 8th position, it it, it puts him in good stead to to be coach of the year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, they're going to be a fun team to watch. Halliburton, he's a great player to watch, I think. Yeah, mm. he's going to grow off the back of his all-star year. So I even think he... Is he someone that we should be having the conversation about most improved? Um, you know, he's going to have to take a probably a bit bigger leap this year because he was pretty bloody good when he was on the court last year. Yeah. Um, you know, all-star, but 
yeah, look, he's, he might be a dark horse for that that as well. Yeah, most definitely. Um, obviously, you've got the likes of Spolstra at Miami. Nick Nurse is up there in the market in mm. terms of Philly coach. I don't see him doing much this year, mm. especially if Harden does get moved on. So, yeah, my, my other one, I'm, I'm not too sure. I'm just going to go with Rick Carlisle, actually. I'm, mm. I'm just going to stick yep. with, with the one on that one. It's a good bet. Yeah, so we have got uh, Mark Dagenholt at $11 there for OKC. Rick mm. Carlisle, he's at the $15 quote. And sorry, Mitch, what was your other one that you had? Uh, the OKC, Mark, Mark Sorry, Dagenholt? No. Yeah, no, we had that yeah. one. I- and Ime. Ime. Yeah. So he's at the $31 quote. Ime's at 30 Yeah, oh. I, I think that's juicy. It might be worth yeah, that a, is, that is juicy. a responsible uh, responsible throw at the stumps on that one. Well, seriously, I mean, what, the Rockets will last? Like, Yeah. Yeah, that's it. All he has to do is get up to about 10th, yeah. like, take him to a playoffs, yeah. play in it. A lot of the decisions is like the noise that's made around the league too. Yeah. Like, I feel like the judges or the selectors of these awards, they do somewhat listen to what's been said around the league. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they don't need to, they really don't need to move the needle that far. What, they didn't even get 20 wins last year, did they? Would have been borderline. Would have yeah. Jeez. Yeah, right on the border of 20 wins. Yeah, right. So we will look at now the most improved players. You know, there's the, the, the likes of Giddies. Benedict Matherin, there's so many, and I think this is one of the hardest awards to predict, in my opinion. It's hard to say how it's judged, uh, but I tend to look for a rebuilding team um, that has that has a leader, like someone that's willing to take the reins, like Markinen did. That's why he won last year for the Jazz, in my opinion. They weren't tipped to do much, and I don't know, I don't know if you remember early on in the year they were like second or third. Mm. They were high up, and like yeah, it mm. obviously didn't translate to playing. I don't think they played playoffs. Did no, no, no mm. they didn't. So it, it didn't translate to anything, but it, yeah, it just goes to show the impact that he had and what, yeah, it eventually led to getting most improved player. The right environment. Yeah, correct. Mm. So, yeah, is there anyone that you like in particular for most improved? No, I, I like you. I like your picks there, dude, for, for sure. Um, yeah, I think, obviously, Giddy being an Aussie is a good thing, but I just, I think the development of his three-point game... Um, you know, just another year under his belt, I think he could take a really big step. And, you know, especially a lot of those times he took he took a fair bit of pressure off um Shea too when he didn't have it going. So yeah, I I think I think that's a that's a good bet. That's it. Yeah, which I did say. Um yeah, so give me your most improved. Look, I'm gonna go with my man Giddy, I think. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Giddy up. Giddy, staying staying with Giddy. Yeah, we're gonna stay with Giddy. All right, I do like that take. Let's do it. I um I like Jordan Poole simply on the fact um yeah Washington are going to be the shittest team in the league for this upcoming season. Mm. Kuzma, Jordan Poole, it's really between those two who's going to take control of the team. And mm. can Jordan Poole have a bounce back year? I think he was a little bit rattled with the whole Draymond thing. I think mm. he did have an attitude mm. problem. Um, I've heard it from from more or from what. Sources say it's not just Draymond that has reacted out to him. Yeah. Um, Draymond lashed out, yeah. but players have also reacted out in terms of, yeah, they're not the biggest fan of him. So I think the trade to Washington might be a bit of a wake-up call for him. So, yeah, mm. I don't mind him. I think he might be able to get back to old form. So Yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting with Jordan Poole, dude, because, yeah, I'd, I'd read a fair bit of stuff about him and they had a lot of issues with Kaminga as well, apparently. Um, you know, just poor attitudes. It's interesting too, dude, you know. Uh, it seems to be you hear more and more about young guys coming into the league 
getting big money. Yep. Paul got paid last year. Yep. And then it's like, relax. The work sort of goes out the window. And this has been a big thing that they said about Simmons too. He got his big contracts. I was just about to and, bring that up. you know, he's hanging out with LA and people say he wasn't working out. I start to believe that now because he seems to be posting a lot more videos of him working out. Yeah. Like to prove, yeah, I'm working out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that might have been the case with with Paul and I just don't think that that was just not going to work with those with those alpha dogs there. I mean, Steph's work ethic and Clay, Draymond's, you know, leadership, like, they ain't going to take shit. Like, you are, we're here to win. And if you're not here to do it, then see you later. And I mean, proof's in the pudding to me. It was, you gave Jordan Poole all that money and then you still kept Draymond and let him go. Like, you know what I mean? Something, they must have seen something bad after they gave him that money to say, you you out. Yeah. Yeah, one hundred percent. Speaking of those big contract, um, and you're talking about Ben Simmons, I'm also I'm going to throw him in for a roughie in terms of most improved player. It's a wild bet, but if the tab are going to offer me eighty one dollars, all it takes is like he got he was number one pick for a reason, um, yeah. and he did have a couple of good years in Philly before yeah, completely going off the rails. Listen to Paul George's podcast the other day. They had Mikael Bridges on, and he was saying, "Yes, Benny is the healthiest he's been, and we're all behind him." Um, mm. His attitude has been great this season. He goes, mm. I can't talk about the years before, wasn't around it, yeah. but his attitude this year has been really good. So I listened to that and I was like, oh, a little positive note. Had mm. a little scroll through and that, yeah, if they're going to offer me 81s, yeah. responsible, very responsible. Um, Yeah. Well, dude, let's be honest. If he plays more than 20 games, you should get the most improved, surely. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He hasn't been on the court. 100%. Uh, yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting. Definitely. Have we covered all the awards there? That is the million-dollar question. Mm. All right, let's have a look at the Defensive Player of the Year. Um, last year was taken out by Jaron Jackson Jr., well-deserved, in my opinion, from Memphis. It was between between him and AD, in my opinion. If AD did have more court time, I think he was, yeah, the front-runner. So is there anyone that stands out for you this upcoming season for Defensive Player of the Year? Probably both of them were... Both of them would were beasts last year. I think they'll be up there again this year. Marcus Smart, yeah, has to be up there. I, I would have said Mikhail Bridges, but it looks like he's taken a bit more of a scoring role with the Nets, so he's probably not going to be as dominant defensively like he was at the Suns. But, yeah, like even we're talking about that young guy who stood out to me as a good young defender, uh, Walker Kessler. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel like he... He played really well, you know, defensively in his limited minutes. Yeah, I don't know why that just popped out. Maybe I just saw a few of his games or something. But, yeah, yeah. he definitely stood out to me. Yeah, he's, he's huge on the boards. Like, I think every time I was looking through the, the box score, if I didn't manage to watch the game, mm. it's like minimum three blocks from the bloke. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. ridiculous on the boards, always yeah, yeah. cleaning up. Yeah, uh, and Giannis, Giannis has to be included somewhere out there, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. yeah, yeah, most definitely. He's, he's in the market for it. It's one that I don't have a a great opinion on. I think it's it's very hard to pick, especially because it's very rare for a guard to get it. It's normally one of the yeah. bigs and load management comes into it. So, yeah, mm. you need to sort of get a reading in terms of, all right, how many games is this guy going to play? Mm. Or if there's two bigs on the team, that's why I don't look at Cat or I don't look at um, Gobert winning mm. winning that award, even though Gobert has yeah. won it in the past. Mm. Um, I don't mind Bam. I thought Bam's been pretty close yeah. the last couple of years. Yeah. So I, I think he might, yeah. Mm. Might manage to take it out this year. Yeah, yeah. I tell um, I tell you who I 
who I actually thought was pretty good defensively last year outside of Marcus Smart when talking about point guards, even though he's gone now, was huge for us was Dennis Schroeder. Yeah. I thought he was he was huge marking everyone else's best point guard and well, I think he, he had a lot to do with why we won that Golden State Warriors playoffs in marking Steph and just chasing him around through a hundred screens yeah. a game that yeah. looks tiring. That's a tough that's a tough guard. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. And dude, what's um throwing it out there as a Celtics fan, is Jalen Brown a dark horse? Maybe make having to take up some of that load as marking the the best player on the other team. Well, I mean, someone's got to someone's well, someone's got to do it if De- Smart's not there. Derek White was very good for us defensively. Yeah, last you reckon year. he gets that? Yeah, he gets that pick up. Yeah, okay. I think that's going to be him because Brown's going to be more offensive, okay, offensive focused. Yeah, that's right. just my opinion. Yeah, yep. it, it's not a bad shout for Brown, mm. but yeah, I'd, we'll see. Maybe even Smart's energized going to Memphis, dude, and really tries to set the tone there. He might be a yeah. Might be close this year too. Yeah, well, yeah, he, he might have something to prove in terms of, or feel like he has something to prove the fact yeah. he got traded. So, yeah, not a bad shout on that one. We'll just have a real quick look into, um, yeah, just a quick pick from the East and the West. Uh, give us a best, either from both or just a best from one and then a value bet um, mm. on these ones. This is hard, eh? I, yeah, I don't know. I was thinking about this on the way over. Like, I like Boston. I... Um, I think Philly will be good. I don't know, bro. It's just I don't put my I don't put my faith in James Harden. No, I don't know which which person's gonna turn up, or or um, if he or if he is gonna turn up. He's been requesting a trade to the Clippers. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't know. He look maybe it's never gonna work out for him in Philly because there's not as many strip clubs as there was in Houston. But um, yeah, I don't know. Boston have got to be up there, you know, based on how they've been going. Didn't think the heat last year, but, I mean, can't keep ignoring what they're, what they're doing. I mean... Good old zombie heat. Um, but, look, I, I think, yeah, look, all this changes, dude, if where Lillard goes, in my opinion, too. I think if he goes to the heat, then they become favourites, probably, for, for me. But it also depends how much they give up. They also lost Strauss, Vincent, you know, they've had a couple of losses there but yeah I don't, I don't know dude well will the bucks bounce back after having a first round playoffs they might be motivated um so yeah I, look I, i'm gonna i'm gonna say it's gonna come out of boston bucks heat i'm wiping philly off just more i've spoken about um harden and dude my value bet for the east is it's not to win, but Orlando to make the playoffs. Not a bad shout. I think they're a team on the rise. Um, obviously, they picked up Joe Ingles. Uh, they've got some of their rookies back, back healthy. Um, yeah, I think they're. Yeah, I think that they can be big improve. Just you know, most improved team. I think they can be up there. So I'm going to just put a bet on them to make the playoffs. Don't know what that's paying, but that's yeah. that's for me. Um, in the West. Nuggets, Nuggets are humming at the moment. Yeah. I, I don't think there was a team in basketball that was going to beat them last nah. year. They were just yeah on another another level. I think that they can repeat that. Whether they get the back to back Blues, I don't know. But if Jokic and Murray stay healthy, they've got to be the team to beat. I think Lakers and Warriors will be up there as well. The Suns. I don't know about, we were speaking about this off air 
earlier. They've brought in a defensive-minded coach in Vogel, was renowned for being a defensive specialist at Indy, Orlando and the Lakers. But I just don't know if he's got the personnel there to be able to make that happen. You know, losing Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson... Um, who were two of their best defensive players. Yeah, and Vogel has been renowned as not a very good player manager. Yeah. And he's an X's and O's guy, so I, I don't know if he can bring that together. But I think improvers that could go close, Memphis, depending what hole they're in when Jar gets back. That's that's what I was going to say to you. Um, yeah. Yes. He's missing the first 20 yeah. games of this season. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a big hit. Marcus Smart, big inclusion for them. I think that brings leadership that they have desperately needed. So I think that they can be improvers. But I, I think I think OKC will be up there for a long time this year too. I, I think yeah. they can push for one of those middle seeds. So they'd be um they'd be a value bet there for me. But if you said, you know, who you're putting the house on, it'd be, you know, probably be the Nuggets. But yeah, let's go with a value bet, OKC. Um, I like there. it. What's right. your thoughts, bud? All right, quick one. Nuggets at the $6 mark to take out the championship and value for OKC at 67s. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what uh, do you think? I'd like to say Celtics, but I'm going to look outside of them. Um, I'm just going to go, yeah, one best and one value. I'm not yep. going to um, do one from each. So mm. I also like Denver to take it out. From yep. what I've seen last year, they were they were a level above the, re- the rest of the competition. Yep. They never looked phased at any stage during that playoffs. They never looked in trouble. It what they dropped? They dropped the one game against the Heat. Gentlemen sweep. They swept you guys. Mm-hmm. They looked after who they have before that. Don't know. Anyway, yeah, they just had a really cruisy playoff run, like with mm-hmm. no trouble. Yes, they lose Bruce Brown, but I think Aaron Gordon grew a leg. Mm-hmm. Jamal Murray showed the player that I always thought he could be. Mm-hmm. Quick one, way off topic, Fever Champs, SGA, Jamal Murray running a show for Canada. Yeah, I think that's that's going to give the Americans a lot of a lot of um trouble. Yeah, that but, should be a fun game. Yeah, sorry, back on subject. Yeah, so I'm going to go Denver, nice and short at uh, $6. But my value bet, and all Celtics fans are going to criticise me here, but I like the Lakers at the $12 mark in terms of value. Mm. Um. I think you guys did have the best off season in terms of in terms of signing and Darvin Ham once he got his roster that I think he actually wanted. I think he showed. Um, sorry, I think the team showed like how how dominant they could be when everyone was on the court. Mm. Austin Reeves grew that leg. He's mm. clearly that third guy. I think twelve dollars is yeah, it's pretty healthy. I think they should be yeah. Yeah, I'd, look, I in, think in the single figures, in my opinion. Yeah, hundred percent. I think they'll be up there too, dude. Like, I mean, probably gets lost in. The, yeah, we got smoked by Denver, but I feel like yeah, no one was beating Denver. They were just on a different level. But, I mean, we were pretty sure that we were the first team to beat the Warriors in the playoffs since, like, the dynasty. I don't think they've... Yeah, right. Well, yeah, they've like, been in the finals. The Cavs, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, have to... Because they lost to the Cavs, and yeah. then they won two straight after that, didn't yeah. they? And every time they'd been in the playoffs, they hadn't lost since yeah. then, I think. 
Yeah, I think in terms of the Western Conference, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. We will have to look into that one. I'm, I'm not yeah. entirely sure. So yeah. Well, if it's not a stat, we'll make it one. Yeah. <laughs> we'll run with it. <laughs> yes, yeah, that is it. correct. Confirmed. Make us in four, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough of that nonsense. Um, <laughs> so that's predicting the future, ladies and gentlemen. Finish on a few le- listener questions that were coming in. First one. This should be good. Yeah, first one. Don't know who this is, but Mike Pronzo asks, who wins the Clutch Player of the Year? So this award only came in last season, uh, which Darren Fox took out. And what it is, I had to do a bit of research on it because I wasn't entirely sure, but it's pretty self-explanatory. Clutch is the guy that shows up in those high-intensity moments where a game is on the line and... Yeah, someone needs to take control of the game. So it does make sense why Darren Fox won it last year. He's a fourth-quarter guy. So just for example, um, the guys in the running are Jokic, Luka, SGA, Darren Fox, Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, those types of caliber players. Anyone that stands out for you? Brother, it's interesting, that list. Where's Jamal Murray on that list? Great point. He's... He's a fair way down. He's about 20 spots down. Jamal Murray, $34. To be That's taken. a bet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wow. That's interesting. Yeah, because I was going to say him. And look, I think, you know, yeah, Fox and Shea um, clutch fourth quarter last year were on another level. But, yeah, I, th- I think they're going to be up there again. But, yeah, I'm look, out of those two, yeah, I, I think Jamal Berry's a – Jamal Berry. <laughs> uh, Shout out um, to him. <laughs> Bizarre. Um, yeah, Jamal Murray's a bet there for me. I love a, you know, I love a value bet. Yeah. What about you, dude? What do you got? Not a bad shout. Oh, God, it's um, it's a tough one, isn't it, mm. for a new award? There's, yeah, there's plenty of players capable. I'm going to go Ant-Man. I think Ant. I think he's mm. going to learn a lot in the USA this year. Mm. And he's also a fourth-quarter guy. Mm. So if Minnesota can work a couple of things out, if if they are in tight ones, it's, mm. yeah, Ant-Man is the guy. Yeah, that's a, that's not a bad he, bet. Yeah, yeah, he can drain three. So he's yeah. also at value at, at the $19 mark. So, okay. And yeah. just for uh, Lakers and Celts fans out there, does uh, any of the any guys from those teams make the clutch player or what? Jason Tatum is uh, pretty much alongside LeBron James at the $26 mark. There you go. So, right. yeah, bit, yeah, bit of value there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next question we have here is from the Bore Babble podcast, which is a podcast uh, I've been listening to. They're just up and coming as well. Okay, cool. Those boys cover a little bit of AFL. So, yeah, um, yeah it, it's good to hear because, you know, we're not huge AFL enthusiasts here in mm. Newcastle. So, mm. it's good to hear their takes on AFL. They asked the question of, which second-year player is going to make the biggest leap for this upcoming season? So last year's rookie class, excluding Chet Holmgren because he didn't play, so the likes of Paulo Bancaro, Jabari Smith Jr., Keegan Murray, Jaden Ivey, Benedict Matherin, to, yeah, to name a few. Yeah, I think Paulo takes a step again. He was good last year. Yeah. But um, I think, you know, those additions, all the other rookies healthy if they if they start to do well, I think it'd be a big part of that. Um, and I think Ivy's a another one. Yeah, he was he was really good for Detroit this year. Yeah, the um, the back end of the year I found him to be quite yeah. impressive. He yeah, he was like good. He, yeah, he, he, he ended up out. with the ball in his hands a lot. So yeah, that's that's probably yeah those two there. I reckon. Yeah, 
Yeah. What about you? I'm going to go with Keegan Murray from the Sacramento Kings. He mm. was very slow to come out of the blocks of last year's, mm. um, yeah, start of the NBA season. He apparently he had a lot going on in his personal life, mm. um, which is obviously going to, yeah, it's going to make an impact when you do take the floor. Mm. The back end of the year, he really started hitting some threes. Mm. He understood his role being, he was pretty much the third option in that team behind mm. Sabonis and Fox. Yeah, so I, I like him. He got a little bit of summer league time, which mm. you don't want to really see him playing in, but mm. he only played one or two games and he put up like 40 points in one of the games. Yeah. Bro, he was so, impressive first, yeah, first it, year. That was, you know, in a good team as well. Yeah, he showed that he um, yeah, just didn't belong in the summer league, mm. in, in my opinion. Mm. So to round it out, we have, I'm sure you know this guy on Instagram, Beardy619. Have you heard of him? Oh, far out. <laughs> he asks, which coach will be sacked first this season? That's a good question, Nick. Shout Great out job, to you, mate. Nicholas. Yeah, shout out. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, Nick's my brother, and um, believe it or not, they do stack shit that high. Um, Oh, first coach to be sacked Wow Um, Do you want to hear your brother's shout? Yep Tyron Lue Which I think is a great shout Far out That's a That'll be a big Big call But yeah Yeah That could be That could be a chance Who's been Who's been thereabouts And not doing much? Celtics Yeah (laughs) Do they give Missoula a yeah. short leash? Yeah. Do you uh, reckon? I, well, I don't know. I feel like if we didn't push that series out to seven games, mm. we got swept, which was looking like the case. Mm. Yeah, I think he would have been sacked already. So I think, yeah, the fact they have rebuilt the assistant coach coaches around him, I think, yeah, he, he might be if, if, if they don't improve, which would be another finals or, mm. or championship. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I don't know, bro. I'm even gonna go. I'm gonna go wild here, right? I'm all ears. He's got a real short fuse over there. The new owner, um, what's his name, Matabisha at the Suns, is it Bisha? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a real short fuse. So I'm gonna say if things aren't clicking nice and early, that we might even get a Vogel sacking. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that actually <laughs> makes perfect sense because. <laughs> In in his eyes, he's probably built the perfect team. Yeah. So if Vogel doesn't perform, it's yeah. Yeah. There's the door, mate. Yeah. As quick as you came in it. You yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. You can Enjoy it. your next three years getting paid sitting at home. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> not a ba- that's not a bad shout at all, actually. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'll, I'll throw that one there. The other one that I'll just quickly round it out with is um Chris Finch from the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. I feel like. They, like, again, the organisation probably feel like they've got a team that could probably at least compete a little bit further, like a second round and such. Mm. They just aren't getting there. So if yeah. they're not doing much early on in the year, they might um they might too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Yeah. All right, guys, on that note, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you for listening uh, another week. Beers were cold again today. I was slightly hungover, but you, you get that on the big jobs, don't you? It's exactly right, mate. Yeah. You just got to pick yourself up in the canvas and that's it. have the hair of the dog. 100%. Well, it was within reason. It was my cousin's 21st, so... Yeah. yeah. Shout right. out to Paddy's cousin. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday, Shaz. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in again. Uh, have a great week. See you next time. Bye.